for the moment that you've all been waiting for. From just north of the border, he's the hombre with no nombre. Mi hermano from another mamo. He's the Leonardo da Vinci of lockups. El numero uno. That's right. You're listening to one of the three hogsmen. Where's Devin? Not here. No. Big Duke said maybe next week. But uh, it's a Tuesday. It's May 25th. That means when you're listening to this, it's Wednesday, May 26th. The normal day that you would listen to this show. Yes. And it's a beautiful day out. This is why we live in San Diego, Adam. This is why uh, your, your, your mom, back when you were a young child, said, we're leaving New York and we're moving to sunny San Diego. It's uh, a beautiful day out today. Yes. Very nice. As it is most days here. Yes. Yes, 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 my friend. And I had a long, long weekend. Looked like a fun one, though. It was a good time. It was a good time. I was out in Las Vegas for the uh, for Canna Pro Wrestling. We were wrestling at uh, Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino for uh, the G4 event. Bud Tender Awards. Bud Tender's Awards, something like that. Yeah. But it was a good time, man. It felt a lot longer than just two days. I'll tell you that. That's how Vegas works, though. Yeah. You feel like whenever like you go on vacation, like in general, you come back feeling like you need a vacation. Yeah. At least that's kind of how I feel. Yeah. Especially when you go to Vegas. It's like, man, I don't know. For some reason, it just feels like a lot, a lot longer. Like I felt, I literally felt like I was there for a week. It's because that is legitimately the city that never sleeps. Yeah. Like you, I mean, maybe when you went like last year, it was a little different, but like normally when you go to Vegas, there's always something to do yep. every minute, every hour of the day, no yep. matter what time it is. Yeah. But it was a good time, man. Um, Flew out very early Saturday morning and uh, full flight Southwest. So things are right back to normal. Yeah. Southwest is one of the ones that stopped doing that. Yeah. And uh, so anyways, but it's like an hour flight. So you're just like, whatever, dude. And uh, landed in Vegas, I think somewhere around like eight o'clock. It was fairly simple to get a, to get a uh, Uber over to the Mandalay Bay. Actually the whole week, I, I, you know, from the second I, I got to the Mandalay Bay, I didn't leave it until I left to go to the airport. I was able to just kind of stay in the Mandalay Bay the whole time. So that was, that was nice. That's the good part about Vegas too. Most hotels have a casino in there. You really don't have to go walking if you don't want to. Yeah. Especially during, if you go like during the summer when it's like 110 degrees outside, like you just want to stay inside wherever you're at the whole time if you can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways, went over there and, uh, checked in and, and that's the thing like with checking into a hotel. Um, you, you know, you got to wait usually until like later in the day. You know, yeah. It's not actually the best time to go because I got there around like 8.30. And uh, yeah, I had my own room because I'm grown up real person. And uh, the lady's like, yeah, we'll, um, we'll text you when your room's ready. I'm like, all right. Well, you know, because I, I got like a room with two queen size beds. I don't know why. It just because it was the option. Um, I'm like, you know, if, hey, if you just have like a single... I don't know, king size or whatever, single bed available right now. I'll take that. And she was like, oh, let me see real fast. And she checked and she's like, yeah, one of our uh, handicap rooms is available right now. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. I'm here for a night. Give me whatever the fuck you have, you know? Yeah. And so anyways, like, I was able to get my room early, which was nice. And uh, then I headed over to the convention center and 
uh, met up with everybody. It was a you know process getting in. We all had to get our little badges and whatnot to uh, show that we belong there. But uh, it was it was cool, man. As soon as everybody started showing up, I saw a lot of faces I haven't seen in a while. You know, because we you know nobody's been traveling or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, man, it was cool. First day, uh, Saturday, I had a, a match against Calder McCall, and uh, that went well. We had a ten minute match, and uh, <laughs> so we're we're kind of off to the side of this convention, right? We're kind of a little bit off to the we're you know we're off the beaten path. And I think we were like the third or fourth matchup, and we, uh, I was looking out the curtain, and I was like, "Oh, cool! There's like a few people out there watching at least. You know, there's some some seats around the the ring, and there's people watching. So I'm like, cool, man. At least we're not wrestling for nobody. As soon as my music hits, I say, "All right, Calder, I'll see you out there." Walk you off the curtain, and there is nobody around the ring. I'm talking nobody. And I'm like, what the hell? What the hell's going on? Like, I started la- like, kind of just like, yeah. what the fuck is this? So you get in the ring and you're just like, all right, I guess we're just kind of wrestling for the camera crew that's around us. And, and then Calder comes out. And uh, by the way, Calder's in fantastic shape right now. I was like, when he took his shirt off in the ring, I was like, God damn, dog. Like, I even, on the lockup, I'm like, yo, you're jacked. <laughs> But anyway, so, uh, yeah, we had our match. It was cool, man. Real simple. Um, you know, real quick. You know, 10 minutes isn't a long time when you're in there. And, uh, you know, get out. Of the, uh, you know, we finish it up. I, I did the favor for Calder. Love Calder. You know why? You know what the finish was? Something simple. Flying crossbody off the top. He, and I was like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'll let you get the three count on that. So I did the favor for Calder. And uh, we go in the back, and we're like, oh, that was cool, man. Too bad there was, like, nobody out there. And a little bit later, we were talking Calder. And I, I, I talked to Calder basically, like, all day on Saturday. Like, you know, it was just I was catching up with him. And uh, <laughs> later in the day, uh, Rico Dynamite, also known as Reeks, comes up and goes, hey, good job, guys. Um, by the way, so they had uh, catering there, like free food. Uh, he goes, yeah, the catering got brought out right as your guys' match started. <laughs> so we're not as we're not as over as the as the free food. Yeah, basically. Well, did that make you feel a little bit better at least? Like you, you knew you would have had some crowd. No, I just I, I thought it was hilarious. I, I thought you were going to tell me the crowd walked away because they heard your name and it usually follows with and Devin Sparks. Yeah, so they were just yep. like, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, need yep. to see him. Yep. But anyways, yeah. So Calder and I were not as over as the uh, the free food. And uh, but I thought that was hilarious when when Rico told that I started laughing. But man, it was cool. It was good. It was good catching with Calder. Uh, Gangrel was out there. Good seeing him. I've seen what a fucking workhorse. What a workhorse, man. So I uh, I was watching the matches. Hang as soon as my match was done, I was like, cool, man. I brought some some beers in my bag, like ready. To, like, hey, I'm done for the day. That's all, you know. Yeah. That's all. That's all, folks. You didn't have two matches on Saturday. No, I had one. Okay. I had one on Saturday, one on Sunday, uh, one on Saturday, one on Sunday. That's it. Okay. So, and I was like, hell, uh, my match was at one o'clock. As soon as I'm done, I'm I'm cracking this beer, and and you know it's vacation time. You basically. got the whole day to yourself. Got the whole day. But uh, yeah, it was good catching up with uh with Gangrel, and he he wrestled uh Hunter. Freeman on uh he was kind of like the, the I, I don't know if it was the ma- it wasn't the main event but it was like the main event of the first show. Yeah. 
And man, Gangrel is—he's fifty-two years old, still bumping like a motherfucker, bumping like a motherfucker, working his ass off. So, uh, Gangrel and, and Hunter go to the outside, and Hunter gives uh, Gangrel a clothesline, and Gangrel doesn't bump it. And then I see Hunter back up again, and give Gangrel another clothesline on the outside. He bumps it on the solid floor. And I was, I, I popped for that. I was like, holy fuck. Like, Gangrel's the man. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be bumping. Yeah, he doesn't have to be doing stuff like that. No, but he, he does, man. He's a tough motherfucker. So uh, they wrap up the match. And, and it was a good match, man. It was a really good match. And uh, Hunter was excited, obviously. I was really jealous of Hunter because he got to take the Impaler. And I I wrestled Gangrel once, but I, I I they had me booked to win, so I didn't get to take the Impaler. I would love to take the Impaler just to say that I've taken the Impaler, and it's a real you know obviously it's not a hard hard move yeah. to take at all. But uh, yeah, man, good 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 job to Hunter and, and Gangrel. They put on a hell of a match. It was a lot of fun to watch. And uh, yeah, man, we just got to hang out and talk to people. And then the second show started going on. And of course, you're watching the matches and all that stuff. And then the main event for that was Gangrel versus uh, Damien666. Cool match, man. Two old school cats just putting on a show. Uh, were uh, Ray and Dominic there? I saw some picture they posted. Okay, yes, you're gonna I get will to get that. to that. Okay. I'll get to that. So, uh, yeah, Damien666 and Gangrel, man, they went out there and they did the damn thing. Just an old school match. They had a, you know, it was cool, man. It was fun watching these guys. And sure as shit, Gangrel takes another bump on the outside on the floor. And I'm just like, God damn. You know, he, he's a maniac. Yeah. You know, but it was cool. It was cool. It was really fun watching, like, being able to watch, like, those two guys, like, work. You know, considering, like, back in the day they were in opposite companies. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was cool. So it was good. And then uh, after the show wrapped up, uh, what did I do? I think I... Um, I think I went and grabbed some food or something. I went and cleaned up in the room real quick and then went and met up with everybody. Uh, we all, so there was like an after party, mm-hmm. but it was like off site. Yeah. And I, like, but there was like a shuttle you could take, I guess. And I was like, ah, I don't really feel like jumping on a shuttle and, you know, going to wherever this after party thing is. Yeah. So I met up with Hunter and Benny and then, uh, oh yeah, Hunter was like, oh yeah, Dom's, uh, Dom's going to come hang out tonight. I was like, what? What the fuck is Dom doing out here? And uh, I guess Ray, uh, Ray and his wife bought a place out there. So they, they have a place in Vegas. Okay. And um, yeah, so 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 Dom came and hung out that, that night. So we went, all, a bunch of us went down to the lobby, you know, like just a little lobby bar. So we're all just hanging out, out uh, down there. It was, you know, Benny, Hunter, Dom, uh, Ray showed up. Um, James Brady, he's a newer guy. Uh, him and his wife uh, were hanging out. Savannah Stone, uh, Bestia came and hung out. Damien came and h- hang out. All of us just kind of hanging out, just having fun, man. It was real nice, real laxed out at uh, in the casino area. Like, ain't no mask. Yeah, you know that. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. Like, you don't have to worry about wearing a mask and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, we just hung out there all night, basically. Kind of just jump from like bar to bar in the casino area yeah oh and then i I called my wife and she was like hey can you just put down 100 uh on black on the roulette roulette table i'm like yeah sure walked up 
put down a hundred dollars on black. There's like a few people, like a, a group of people. They were all like, uh, t- they were all friends, and they saw that I was wearing a Padres hat. And they're like, you're from San Diego? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, so are we. You know, yada, yada, yada. They're introducing themselves and all that kind of stuff. And they introduced the dealer. And then the dealer's like, yeah, he's not going to like me. And just pulls my 100. And I didn't see it, but they already rolled the, I don't know, what the, the what do you call the roulette wheel? I don't know. I guess that's what you, I guess we call it the roulette wheel. Yeah. He'd already done it, and it landed on red. So within a second, I lost 100 bucks, And I texted my wife, uh, we lost $100. Oh well, money come, money go. Yeah, well, she's the one that told you to put it put it down, so she can't get mad. Yeah, so there was my uh, there was my gambling exp- uh, experience, just one hundred dollars gone, nothing to show for it. And uh, yeah, so we were just all everybody just hanging out, having. I didn't get too banged up. Um, I didn't feel like you know being hungover drunk. Yeah. Uh, on Sunday and then having to wrestle, but it was fun, man. We hung out. I I I called it a night around twelve. I looked at uh, Hunter and I said, "I'm out of here. See you later." And of course, said Hunter was like, "No, man, hang out a little bit longer." And I was like, "Fuck off." <laughs> but here's the good thing: so we grabbed a little bit of food, like late night food, and uh, I I picked up the tab without them noti- uh, knowing prior to me leaving. So then that way I don't feel so guilty. Yeah. Saying fuck off, I'm going to I'm going to my room. And then of course, whenever they when they they all found out, they were like, "Oh, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it." And it's like, "Yes." See, now I don't feel like a dick for for uh, yeah. for bailing on you guys, because um, it's a baller move. It's what I do, man. It's what I do, you know. And it was so nice having my own room. I bet so nice having because all these cats, you know, they're all younger cats, and they're all like, you know, five, four to five people in one room. They all drove out there four to five in one car. You know, I'm grown up real people. And uh, that's the carny wrestler in them. Yeah. They're like, I, Let's all save a bunch of money by jamming ourselves yeah, in one room. Yeah. For a night. And I flew and I had my own room and you know, at a certain point you have to be like, no, no, I'm going to, I'm going to do my own thing. Yeah. Cause how much money are you really saving by like, that's probably true. Right. Like, but you know, you're spraying a room between five people. I guess you'd save a little bit of money there. Cause rooms are expensive, but like with the flight and stuff, you should be able to get a flight just as cheap, especially now with gas prices, what they are. I know. Like you're probably paying less to fly than you are to drive. Yeah. You're 100% correct on that. You're 100% correct on that. I mean, God, just filling up my truck oh, I can't even, oh. would probably be just as much as a, a, a flight one way. Yeah. You're looking at at least over a hundred dollars easy, depending on the size of the fuel tank and the truck that you drive. Like. Yeah. Yeah. No way. But anyways, yeah, so I got to get a good night's sleep. Uh, woke up around 7 o'clock and, you know, a little sore from the match. You know, a little, little uh, you know, just minor stuff. A little stiff. And uh, I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to go out into the jacuzzi and just kind of loosen up. So I went and grabbed some food. I saw Slice in the food court area, Slice Boogie. He looked like he had a long night, and I said, you know. But uh, went and grabbed some, some food, and then I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go. Over, I'm gonna go the to the. I didn't have to be. I, my, my my match was at one o'clock, so I didn't have to be there f- for a while. And I was like, I'll go to the jacuzzi and uh, just kind of you know loosen up a little bit. You know, get get the day started. So the jacu- uh, the pool area in the Mandalay Bay opened up at nine o'clock, and I got down there around eight fifty. There was a line to get into the pool, very short line. So I was like, okay, I'll hang out. You know, no no problem. And. Uh, I walk into the pool area. 
I go over to the jacuzzi area and it's on the jacuzzi is on, but there's extensions around it. So I walk over to the, to the lifeguard and I go, Hey, is the jacuzzi open? And she's like, no, it's closed. All right. All right. Listen, let's go over this list. Somebody, somebody made this, this decision. Somebody sat there and said, we got to close the jacuzzi. Okay. So somebody corporate big time probably has a, a degree. I'm guessing a degree, right? Mm-hmm. A business or, or something. Yeah. Uh, they were like, Hey, listen, uh, the state's allowing us to, you know, the mask mandates are gone, right? It's, 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 it's up to your own choice. Okay, cool. We, so let's see what we can do. All right. So we can open the casino, right? And somebody said, yeah, that's good. Okay, cool. So the, the tables, the tables we can open up with no mass, no plexiglass, no separation. That's cool, right? And the person said, yeah, that's fine. That sounds great. You know, we'll get the business back going, get some money, some income coming through. All right. Uh, the food court. Can we open the food court? You know, and, and just you can sit wherever you want. You know, all that. The person said, yeah, that's great. That's no problem. All right, excellent. Uh, conventions. We have a convention center. Should, can, can we have conventions? Uh, yeah, sure. By the way, there was a, uh, a, vo- a high school volleyball tournament going on, guys and girls. So, like, there was con- – like, the place was packed. Yeah. The Mandalay Bay was packed. And I remember when we first got there, I met up with Shaw and uh, uh, Jackson Calhoun. And we were looking for the, the room to go into the, to the weed convention. And we, we happened to stumble upon the, the volleyball co- convention. And it was packed inside that room. Packed, man. So somebody said, yeah, conventions are great, man. Okay, yeah, these are going to be indoors. And, you know, there's not, you know, the masking is going to be optional. And the person was like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's fine, man. We'll be fine. All right, cool. All right. Uh, what? Let's see. What else is there? Uh, you know, there's the lobby bars. The lobby bars, can we have those open? You know, there's going to be seats right next to each other at the bar. The bar is going to be open. People can sit at the seat uh, the, at the bar. And, so, and, this, and this decision maker was like, yeah, that's fine. Sounds good. Get it open. Let's go. All right, cool. How about the pool area? Um, we got a lazy river. Can we open up the lazy river? Yeah, that's fine. Cool. You understand, like the lazy river, you you basically have like no control. Like people are gonna be jam- like you know next to each other, packed next to each other. You know, you don't really have control over where you're gonna be at. You're, it's a lazy river. All right, cool. Yeah, that sounds great. Open that up. Wave pool. Yeah, go ahead and open that up. <laughs> All right. Normal pools. Yeah, go ahead and open that up. All right, jacuzzi sound good? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Pump the brakes. You're going to get somebody fucking killed here. We cannot open the fucking jacuzzis. Are you nuts? Are you nuts? You want to open the jacuzzi? You, you crazy bastard, you're going to kill us all. What the fuck? Uh, maybe it was because it was early? No. Was it not open later when you tried? I, I, I didn't go back didn't later. Go back. Okay. But, what, but what, seriously, why would you say the pool area opened at 9 o'clock? Everything's open, but you know, the jacuzzi, that, that, that don't open until uh, 2. Yeah, I don't know. You don't that's, do that. It's really weird. But it's so fucking weird, man. Like who somebody sat there and made an educated decision to not open the jacuzzi but open up everything else. It's nuts. Yeah. It, it just it, you know, I don't know. I don't know. For some reason that uh that irked me. Is that I, a word? I irked? can understand that because you're looking forward to, you know, loosening up a little bit. Yeah. And then it's like, well, you can go in the wave pool if you want. Yeah, actually, so I did go in the wave pool just to like be like, all right, well, I'm already down here. You know, I might as well go do something. Thought I'd catch a few waves. By the way, you ain't catching no waves in that wave pool. Like every like three minutes, it shits out a little slow, slow rolling wave. 
because they don't want people getting too close to each other. Yeah, that's true. But I would have body surfed the shit out of those things if I could, but I couldn't. Um, anyway, so I, just, I hung out for the uh, in the wave pool for just a few minutes and just kind of swam around. And I was like, all right, well, this is lame. Yeah. And went back inside. And eventually I made my way back over to the convention center to uh, start getting ready for uh, my second show, the Sunday show. And, uh, yeah, had a match with Remy Marcel. And uh, Remy's awesome, man. I like, I like, I like Remy a lot. Good dude, good dude. And remember, what I told you about the other the other week about you know wrestling injured. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wrestled injured a few weeks ago, and the person I was wrestling with kind of didn't understand when I told them prior to the match I'm injured. Yeah, you know, like hey, I'm injured. That should that should stick out and should be remembered. So Remy's like, hey man, my shoulder's kind of jacked up. I think it was like his right shoulder or something like that. He's like, yeah, I don't know what happened. It's just kind of a little sore. And I was like, all right, cool. Guess what? He took two bumps, I think, the whole match. Because I was like, well, fuck it. I'll take all the bumps. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Because, you know, like, I don't want, I don't, I don't want, you know, I don't want to be hurt. I don't want to hurt anybody. You know, yeah. so I was like, here, you okay taking this, you know, a suplex? Yeah, cool. You okay taking a spine buster? Cool. All right, excellent. That's it. That's all I need. That's all I need. So yeah, we uh, but we had a good match, man. It was a lot of fun. Uh, never wrestled Ren before, and and that was my first time, and I had a, I had a good time. We actually had some people at this show, <laughs> so that was cool. Catering was already out by this point. Yeah, Katie, exactly, exactly. And uh, and actually, they had me. They were like, they had me booked to win, but I was like, nah. I like I like I like Remy a lot. He's always been very nice to me. And uh, I was like, Remy, you want to win today? And he goes, I mean, I will if you want to. And I go, I'll take care of it. You're 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 winning, and he goes, "All right, are you gonna talk to him if they have a problem with it?" I'm like, "Dude, ain't nobody have a problem with it. like this is, this is a uh, a convention show like yeah. You got to remember this when you're wrestling at a convention show or anything where there's just a, not a hardcore wrestling crowd. You got to remember it. Those people are not there for you. You just happen to be there. Yeah, you know so." Why go a hundred miles an hour? Why do all this crazy indie shit? That's why people are there. To, you know, they're they're not there to see that. They're there for the weed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're for the weed the weed booths, not wrestling. So why are you trying to like kill yourself? And uh, anyways, I was like, yeah, I got it, man. So I put. By the way, Remy's just as, as cool. I go, what do you want to win with? And he goes, uh, how about a roll up? What about a backslide? I'm like, fuck yeah. Hell yeah! I'll t- you know I'll I'll I'll, 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 I'll do the job for a, to a to a backslide. So, anyways, uh, Remy uh, won with a backslide. It was a fun match. Afterwards, I was like, yeah, I had him win. I didn't, you know, it felt like having him win. And actually, it was probably the better decision. Like he had a better like he he's a Vegas guy. Yeah. And so there was like a few people there that watching, and they must have known who he was, and you know he got a better reaction winning than I would have gotten uh, winning. So it was cool, man. It was fun. Um, and that was it. I was done for the for the whole trip, and I just kind of hung out and watched the rest of the matches and all that kind of stuff. And uh, a little bit slower day at the convention, obviously on Sunday. I think every Sunday, you know, convention that's like the slowest day. Yeah, probably. And I think the show was basically done by like five o'clock. And um, yeah, man, it was it was a good time. And then we just kind I just kind of killed time afterwards. I went and grabbed some food. And just wait, uh, my flight wasn't until like nine fifty five, 
So I had a lot of time to kill. I I had already seen the Padres. They already won the one, mm-hmm. killed the Mariners. Yeah. And by the way, Tatis, COVID gave him something like some superpowers because he he can't he he's come he's come back better than ever. Yeah. And he was already really good prior to it. But uh, yeah, so I went and hung out, and then uh, Jackson Calhoun happened to be on my flight. So him and I took an Uber over to the airport and just hung out. And then the flight was like, we were like late to board. Oh man. Like getting home was a nightmare, dude. Nightmare. So we landed probably around like 11 o'clock later than 11 o'clock. And I looked, I look on the Uber app, dude, it was $75 to get to my house. Now people, I live like 15 minutes away from the airport in San Diego. It's a very easy drive. Yeah. And I was like, God damn. And then plus you couldn't, you couldn't connect to a driver. Like, the, like I don't know what's going on with the, the ride sharing uh, thing right now, but there's like nobody like Ubering or driving. I don't know what the hell, you know, what do you call it? Again, probably gas prices. Maybe yeah. people don't want to drive because that, that that's actually a very good. Yeah. That, that might be it. So I'd take a taxi because there was just like, ta- you know, taxis are like hey we're over here and you're just like trying to do anything you can to avoid taxis because they're just so ancient and that's why like and you know they're dying as as a business but I was like fine I'm taking the taxi taxi cost me 40 bucks nuts right usually it's like $15 to get to the airport 20 bucks but anyways so I take a taxi it's the second time I've taken a taxi in like five years last time I took a taxi was after I did my uh, extra work um, and I took a taxi from Old Town to here, which is about the same as a, as a, as the airport. Yeah, and I remember that was a, a horrible experience. And this again was a horrible experience. This is why this this uh, the taxi industry is dying. Yeah, they just they're doing something terribly wrong. There's only really one state where I can never think that they won't need taxis, and that's New York City. Oh yeah, like there's I don't think there's ever gonna be a time where taxis aren't needed out there, but yeah. like out here. Yeah, Uber and stuff should easily be priority over those things. I don't understand how your job, your profession is driving. How are you a horrible driver? The worst. Yeah. The absolute worst driver ever. And then uh, there was, like, construction going on down by the airport. So we had to, like, sit and wait for them to, like, because they had the flipping stop sign, like, go slow, whatever, all that stuff. So that sucked. And then the guy is driving so slow. And he's he's not getting paid by the hour. He's getting paid by the mile, and he's so it's like go slow, go fast that you're getting the same amount of money. Yeah, but dude, this guy was driving so slow, and it's like all you want to do is just get home, and it's like, bro, hit the fucking gas. <laughs> the goddamn street is clear. There's nobody out. This is like you know around like midnight now. Yeah, but yeah, so it was so annoying, so fucking annoying. And then the guy started driving off with my stuff as I got a taxi because I was like, hey man, I can just throw this in the back seat with me. He's like, no, 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 put it in the back. And then as soon as I jump, I get out of the passenger side and I, I shut the door. He starts driving off, and I had to like sl- hit the door, like <laughs> hit the 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 car, being like, no, "You have my stuff. I need my stuff, bro." <laughs> Fucking, I'm telling you, it's crazy. You think like these people would be like, "Hey, what are the ride sharing app people doing that's making them more appealing to use than than us?" Yeah. Okay, let's mimic that. Let's copy it, and let's. They can't figure it out. They can't figure it out. I don't know, man. Yeah, I think I've only, in my life, only done taking an Uber once. Mm-hmm. And that was when I was in Vegas two years ago today. 
Oh, really? For the AEW show. All right. It's two years ago. But anyways, yeah, so uh, didn't get home till well after 12 o'clock. And Monday, I was wiped out. I was wiped out yesterday. Tired, man. You're out of practice. I'm out of you practice. You haven't done this for a while. I haven't done it. But, I mean, even if I was practicing, I'm, I'm old and I can't, I can't do that anymore. But anyways, so that was my weekend. Wrestling weekend. That's awesome. It was fun, man. I enjoyed it. It was fun wrestling Calder and Remy and just seeing everybody and having a good time. It was, it was, it was really fun. It was really fun. How about you, my friend? How was your weekend? Uh, it was okay. Uh, the Knicks are back in the playoffs. I the saw NBA. that. So is this uh, is this a guy named Trey Young? Trey Young. And he uh, plays he, for Atlanta. He uh, he likes to uh, he likes to sell. Oh yeah, he's just taking foul after foul, but they're not actually fouls. He's just flopping. Yeah. And you know the game was close all throughout. I haven't seen them in the playoffs in like eight years. So like it's very exciting. I'm like legitimately jumping out of my seat after every big shot. Like, because basketball is my favorite sport uh-huh. out of all of them. But my team has just sucked for so long that it's yeah, not the Knicks great. have been bad for a while. Yeah, now, right. It's all been. Uh, uh, have the Nets been good? The Nets just started to get good, but the Nets have like a super team now. So it's like not even fair. It's like, hey, you want all the best players in the NBA? They're all on one team. And they have that Barkley Center, which is fairly new, right? Barkley Center is fairly new. Terrible arena. Oh, really? Awful. So the high up seats, for any people who have anxiety, they would hate this building. So the seats that are high up, if you even look at them, they look like they're literally like you're on a roller coaster going down. Fun. So that's how you feel as you're walking down the steps to oh. get out. You feel like if I fell, I'd fall to the very bottom of the arena because it's the way it's slanted at the top. That's kind of how I feel at the United Center in Chicago, mm-hmm. right? That's where the Bulls play. Yeah. So the Blackhawks play there too. And I've been to two Blackhawks game, and yeah, like it's very uh, vertical, the seating. It's very nerve-wracking when you're in there, yeah. It's interesting. It's very interesting. I would not want to be, uh, you know, like you see like those uh, videos of like fans fighting yeah. in the stands. That that arena, if I was up high, I would not want to be fighting because <laughs> if you if you fell, I feel like you'd be you would keep going. Yeah. So. But yeah, so I mean, um, it was good. I, I watched that, and Saturday I went to a, a friend of mine's kids' t-ball game. Killer. Which was, weird because it's always not, fun i think it's fun watching kids play for like especially that age play yeah. play baseball because you know they'll run out like they'll hit the ball and run out to right field <laughs> it's just like the, the like the weird competitiveness in me where i'm like what's the score and like we don't keep score they just hit the ball and run to a base i don't agree with that and they do that and i'm just like wait they don't keep score like you don't even like because like you know when they field yeah. the ball they throw the ball in the outfield and there's yeah. nobody in the outfield because they're all little kids but yeah I'm like, well, when do they start playing competitively? Because that's like, you know, like my friend's kid is, he's very into baseball. So he's like, he wants to play catch. He actually wants to learn how to play. Yeah. So you watch him play. He's diving for every ball, trying to make throws. And every all the other kids are like hitting home plate and spinning around doing dances and bat flips and stuff. I'm like, <laughs> it's funny. But at the same time, you're like, man, this could get really exhausting and boring if this were the thing they had to do for like three years. Yeah. Yeah. I like I can understand T-ball not keeping score because yeah. it's kind of just like a clusterfuck yeah. out there. You know, you got kids like chasing after butterflies. They if they actually do, you know, field a grounder, they throw it to the outfield. <laughs> yeah, you know, or they'll chase the they'll, ch- they'll actually try and chase the runner around, and the runner is running around in center field. 
Yeah, so I can understand that. Yeah. I don't understand it when they get a little bit older and they do start to, you know, play a little bit more competitively. I, I hate that when they're like, oh, yeah, there's no score capped. And it's like, do you think you're helping these kids out? Do you really think you're helping these kids out in the long run? No, you're not. Because kids need to learn what it takes to win. Yeah. And you also need to learn how to how to lose. Yeah. Right? And understand, like, listen, this is just today. Tomorrow's a new day. You go out there and you fucking play harder. Right? Like, that's just... That's kind of like how the world is... Well, at least our country. Our, our whole system of capitalism is built on, right? Like, hey, the best, the best gets you know, gets the reward. Yep. I guess you can say it, right? That's it. So yeah, it's real weird. I like when you have those people that are like, no, everybody's a winner. No, I'm sorry. That's not how the world works. Yeah. As much as you want to fucking pad this world and, and make it child safe and all that. No, if everyone was a winner, you and me, we'd both be living in houses by the beach right now. Yep. If everyone was winning. Yep. Yep. But that's yep. not the case. It's not the case. Yeah. That always, that always bothers me. When I see that. Yeah, it's one of those things like if I ever have kids, I'm just going to be like from the beginning like I know this is fun, but like I want you to think about being the best at something or know, winning, you know. I I want I remember tears pouring out of my eyes as my coaches were yelling at me because I I blew a play. And by the way, my dad was my coach a lot of the time, so you know, I'd be I'd be getting yelled at by my father for blowing a play, and I want that same feeling that emptiness, that total feeling of, you know, worthlessness. I want kids to feel that. Yeah. Nowadays. Yeah. Because I had to feel it. Because you go into and that next I'm game. Petty. <laughs> and I want kids to understand, you know, what I had to go through. But you go to that next game more determined. That's the shit that fueled my And also Jordan. not wanting to get yelled at. Not want to get yelled at, exactly. And cry my eyes out in front of my friends. And, uh, and 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 be scarred for the rest of my life. <laughs> I was just talking about that with somebody. How those, you know, like literally at like 10 years old, you're getting yelled at by grown men. Yeah. Because you didn't, you know, turn two properly or you didn't make a tackle, uh, you know, like something, you know, and they're, they're sitting there just yelling at you and you're crying your eyes out and they're like, get back in the game. And you're now you're out there, you know, playing with, with tears in your eyes. <laughs> And, uh, man, a lot of these things, they scarred me, man. To this day, I still have a lot of, like, issues. Yeah. From when, from, from, from child, from, you know, kids sports that have, like, still kept with me today. I remember I was a tight end. I think this was, like, my, so I played Pop Warner football. I think this might have been, like, my, what is it? Is it there's, did you ever play Pop Warner football? So you have all these, like, divisions. And I think one was, like, Junior Pee Wee and peewee i can't remember which one it was but i was the tight end and i was like oh sick i actually get to like catch the ball you know i could possibly score a touchdown like because prior to that i was a center i played o-line i hated o-line yeah because o-line you block like how much fucking there's no fun fun if somebody says they love playing o-line i'll show you a psychopath like Man, I hated that position. Yeah, like, these are crazy. I love, but I was also a defensive end. I I, I went both ways, which is exhausting. And uh, defensive end is fun. Yeah, playing defense is fun because you know if you're like on the on the D line, you're like whatever, tackle a motherfucker. That's what you're there to do, right? Yeah. But O line, you're just kind of blocking. And I I thought it was so boring. And then finally got the opportunity to they they put me at tight end. And I was like, "Sweet man!" So I, you know, a few games. I got, you know, I got to catch passes and, and, and make runs. I was never the fastest kid in the world, but you know, it was fun just being the tight end. 
And then I remember, I think I got sick and I, I missed two practices, lost my position, lost my, and I was like, coach, what, what, you know, what, what happened? And they're like, well, you haven't been showing up to practice. And it's like, I, I was sick. I'm 10 years old, you know, like <laughs> what, what the fuck do you mean? And I lost, I lost that position straight up. And it's like, that still sticks with me today. If I don't show up, I lose my, I lose my spot. Fucking nuts, right? That's a wrestler mentality too. I know. I know. I hate it too. Cause yeah, it, it is like still in my head. Like I have to show up even when I don't want to go. I'm like, I got to go. Um, but yeah, it's so funny when you think about like all the problems that they've discovered with, uh, youth sports, you know, especially the contact sports, Yeah, you know, the head trauma, all this stuff, you know, it's very safe now. At least they've tried making it safer. Uh, yeah. but back in the day you just had like th- like these dumb parents that have no idea about like uh you know first aid or any kind of yeah. like uh medical experience they're just like oh rub some dirt in it you know they're slapping you upside the fucking hel- helmet you know like if you fuck up they you know they they slap you across the helmet they grab you by the face mask and shake you fucking around you know all this kind of stuff you know i do I, I i straight up got smoked twice two plays in a row uh in one game i must have been concussed i must have been like you know all i'll get back in there get back in there shake it off kid get back in there i remember like getting like uh the air the wind knocked out of me like a few games and you're just remember getting the wind knocked out of you when you were younger yes and it just feels like you're dying you can't breathe and they're like you know like the parents are just like get up and get back in there they have no idea. The last thing you want is someone yelling at you when you're in that much pain. You're just like, yeah. I can't breathe. And you're yelling at me just to get back out there. I'm like, oh, fuck you. Dude, it was, I'm telling you all the, I, I love, you know, I, they're fun memories, but they're also like traumatic memories. Like at yeah. the same time, it's nuts, man. No, it's true. Even when I played, like when I played basketball, the coaches were always just, I could just hear them yelling. But on basketball, it's easier to tune them out. Yeah. Because you're just yeah. trying to focus on the play and making your shots. Like, But you always hear them like, you got to play better fucking defense, dumbass. Yep. Yep. Stupid motherfucker, get on him. You fucking pussy. You fucking pussy, play some defense. I'll pull you. I'll pull you. Yeah, can't talk like that anymore now with kids. And, you know, there is to an extent, like, that's a lot. But I don't think yelling at kids and, like, telling them, like, what they're doing wrong is bad. I think calling them names and calling them asshole, like, I think that's wrong. Yeah. But I think, like, the only real way to coach is to kind of get upset sometimes to fire people up. Because, you know, if you're lazy and lethargic and then the coach is all amped up, maybe that gets you amped up. Maybe. But he was like, okay, guys, let's play better out there. Come on. All right, let's shoot some better shots. Like, no one's going to play better after that. Yeah, Just maybe. Like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. But anyways, I'll tell you this. None of my uh, childhood coaches went on to have a career in coaching. No? Uh, they, at any level. <laughs> they pr- they at probably any level. Yep. Anyways, what else is going on, man? How's wrestling? What's going on? Is there anything? On the- oh, Velveteen Dream got cut. Yeah, another okay. one of those ones that everyone kind of expect to come in soon. Now, this is interesting to me. This is uh, what is the, the what is their reasoning? Have they put out a reason? He they they never the what what they use is budgetary stuff. Okay, excellent. Now, this is funny because everybody's been calling for him to be released for for a while now, right? Yeah. There's allegations that came out. I uh, mean, there were allegations. There was also some proof that he was DMing minors. Yeah, and then you know, but but that. WWE cannot come out and say, listen, there was a lot of yeah. allegations uh, against him. That's why we cut him. Because they get sued. No, because think about it. They already said, oh, yeah, we investigated it, yeah. and there's nothing there. Right? Now, I don't know about you, but 
but I'm pretty sure the WWE is not fucking Scotland Yard when it comes to investigating no. uh, potential criminal uh, incidences. Am I correct on I'm, that? I'm, yeah, I'm just trying to think of like Johnny Ace like combing through the information to try. I can't figure this out, kid. Well, uh, well, uh. but no, I mean, I'm just thinking like, so that's the thing when they cut Velveteen Dream, I was like, well, people think it's probably for those allegations that he had against them, but WWE already came out and said, oh, we looked into it. There's nothing there. And then they kept him around and then all of a sudden he's gone. It also seemed like he was highly disliked by most of his colleagues. Well, I'm sure after those allegations. Came well, even out, yeah. so, like for the longest time, there was this thing out there that he was dating Kathy Kelly and then immediately after he was fired she tweeted something stop tagging me about someone that I didn't ever talk to outside of work oh really yeah I didn't know that so like that was like a, that was like a, a long term rumor that they were dating and she was like quick to like no it's not true and kind yeah. of interesting right like before those allegations came out I'm not gonna lie to you man I thought that Velveteen Dream character was like pretty cool and, I, and it looked like they had a lot they were pushing him to the moon as far as uh you know, he had like a lot of good storylines. He was and very popular. He was very close. He was very young too, so he was really close to being kind of like the next big call up. Call up. Yeah, yeah. and even even Cena made like a comment saying like, "Yeah, man, he's probably going to be the next big breakout star." <laughs> I guess not. Yeah, I mean, it's it's unfortunate because I mean, you don't know people's personal lives when you say stuff like that. So obviously, nobody could have seen this coming. Yeah, but yeah, you know, and like, like I'll you know, obviously the incident with the uh the miners it's an allegation it's just an allegation yeah uh there was no i don't i don't believe it ever went to like a, a police investigation or any kind of criminal investigation no i don't ever think it went that far authorities so it's just an allegation um but yeah man I, I feel like he's probably done right i feel like he might be done with her. yeah Who knows, though i mean i don't think AEW is going to give him a shot because they're gonna be bringing in a shit ton of people when these non-competes end in july so i doubt he's gonna be one of them plus you probably just don't want to take on that yeah you're gonna get bad karma or bad like press from that like hey like impact's probably not gonna bring him in either yeah like maybe roh i don't know yeah and i i read that i read that he made he, he released a statement and he kind of told the whole story about like yeah. the and who knows right who knows uh there's there's uh whenever there's two parties they're both going to have their stories and somewhere in the middle lies the truth. Yep. Right. So, uh, yeah, I just thought that was pretty interesting that, you know, they had a bunch of cuts and then there was like, Oh yeah. And don't forget this guy. Yeah. And it was weird that it happened so far after all the cuts and they fired a bunch of people today too, not wrestlers, but like production people. Oh really? People that like worked on the network, which doesn't exist anymore. People that worked in the social media department, the digital part. Apparently there was two sets of like a social media department. And I was just like, that's weird. Like, if I was one of those, I would expect at some point I'm probably getting laid off. Yeah. But you always hate you always hate when people like that get laid off because those, you know, they don't have the name value of like, oh, I can just, I'm a wrestler. I can just go to another company. Like, they're, you know. Yeah. Yeah, anyways, man. So I saw he got cut and I was like, oh, all right. Drake Younger's making a wrestling return, apparently. I saw that. Saw that. Do you, who was the, do you know what the promotion is? I don't. It's 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 a it's a it's a promotion that has like him and Matt Morgan, who's also kind of been on that QAnon thing recently. So it seems oh, really? like that kind of sh- that kind of show. You know, I, I thought this is pretty. I saw this on the Twitter yesterday. Uh, Bar Wrestling nice. made a, a a a tweet. Yeah, at a tweet, and I saw I was getting a lot of reactions. Uh, actually, I have it right here. 
this was released a day, a day, yes, one day ago yesterday. Sorry, I couldn't get that out. Uh, there's false narratives going around that we've closed up shop. We've never declared that, and are strongly considering a return, as 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 pandemic, oh, as pandemic restrictions are lifted. Obviously, that caused a lot of problems because um, the owner is Joy Ryan, who has had allegations against him. And so, yeah, that seems kind of interesting. He think uh, bar wrestling thinks it's going to make a return. I guess. Yeah, I guess we'll see. You know, I had so I saw a couple of people like you know Yuma who are very like strongly like we'll see who the good and the bad people are by who works for this for them if they come back and who doesn't like that kind of stuff. And I'm just like, this is going to cause much more of an issue than it, than it needs to be. That is one of those things too, where let's say they do try to run, they will find wrestlers. Oh, they absolutely will. They will find wrestlers yeah. that will jump on there and go, hey, man, it's a gig. But I don't it's, know if It's that's a show that's going to get views, whether it's good or bad. People are going to pay attention to what the cards are. People are going to pay attention to what the sh- who's on the show. Like, So if you're one of those wrestlers that only cares about getting the publicity, maybe you'll do it for that reason. Yeah, maybe. Interesting, though. I feel like that's not the publicity you want. No. Not the publicity you want. Uh, how about we, uh, you want to go to questions? Yeah, we only had one this week. But it was a double question because Adam question. gets a question. Yes. So this part, first part is for Mike. If you had to do a hardcore match, who would you want to face? It had to be somebody I trust. I have to trust them. Well, Hunter's a hardcore guy now. I was going to say the hardcore redneck. Yep, Hunter's a hardcore guy now. So maybe Hunter. Uh, even though I know this guy would be like, fuck you, I'm not doing that. May, uh, maybe Ricky Mandel. Ricky Mandel, I, I okay. might I might, uh, might want to wrestle him because I know he'd be safe. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know, like... I have like no no real desire to do a hardcore match, a death match or anything like that. I think they're different though, right? I think death match a, death match is like you're actually going to be taking bleeding, bleeding, you're actually gonna be taking those uh glass tubes. Glass tubes to the head like a hardcore match is like yeah, you might take a bump on a stop sign or a table or something. Not shit. the stop sign, bro. Not the, st- not not the, the stop, stop sign. sign. No, I've done I've done ladder matches. I've I've taken bumps on ladders. Yeah. Uh, if it's done correctly and you land correctly, it, it doesn't hurt that very much. But you know, obviously, there's things that can go wrong. Uh, I've almost been in the so next month will be eight years training, and then October will be eight years doing shows for okay. me. And in those eight years, I've only taken one chair shot to the back, so I'm kind of proud of that. Kind of proud of that. It hurt like a motherfucker. It hurt, dude. It fucking hurt a lot. The chair shot? Yeah, it was on my back. Oh, yeah. It was like taking a thousand chops to the back all at once. People seem to prefer the chair shots to the back, though. I guess to the, to the head and back are two different things. I'd rather take it from to the back. Well, also, too. there's people that will like work the, the, the chair shot, and then there's guys that will just fucking swing it like a goddamn baseball bat. And the goddamn guy that I wrestled, who I'm not going to say his fucking name because he ended up being a fucking pedophile, um, you know, brought the fucking noise, dude. Like, yeah. he, 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 anybody, he told me afterwards, like, hey, I swing this really hard. And I'm like, all right, man. 
He told you after he hit you? No, he's, oh. I'm sorry, before. <laughs> he told you after. Before. By the way, I swing it really hard. Thank you, motherfucker, for telling me after. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's probably Hunter. I would guess it'd be Hunter. Yeah. That's, I think, it, that's one of the person I think you'd probably feel safest doing that kind of match with. It would just have to be somebody I trust. Like, yeah. I mean, if, if it's, okay, if it's just a hardcore match, then yeah, I've had like, uh, I had like a match, uh, a cage match uh, with uh, SoCal Crazy. Okay. Where like, we, you know, we, I guess, you know, we're throwing each other in the fucking cages and I put him through a chair or I put him through a table and all that kind of stuff. And then I've, you know, I've done like the war games match where I got busted open. Those are hardcore matches. So yeah, you've, been in, you've been in hardcore matches. Kinda. And then I've had like, you know, the, the, the ladder matches and fucking all that shit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it just had to be somebody I trust that I know like wasn't going to be doing anything stupid because we all know there's fucking dumb shits in the fucking wrestling industry that don't know how to fucking, they think they know how to do something and they don't, uh, and and I, and I I will say that I put out an example of that today on my Twitter with uh, our friend Rick Ellis. So if you guys go to my Twitter, you're gonna see uh, a clip from the show Ridiculousness, right? Ridiculousness with uh, Rob Deerdeck, and they uh, they're they're watching uh, wrestling matches. You know, like obviously bad falls botches. Yeah. And sure as shit, the third clip there, I see Rick Ellis hanging onto a goddamn uh, uh, the the uh, the pole, uh, the turnbuckle pole, and some dumb kid is at the very top of it. And this is a story that Devin has told on the on the yeah. show before. This kid thought he could do a goddamn moonsault to like a double stomp onto Rick Ellis, and the story is Rick Ellis is like, "You're not gonna pull that off. There's no way." And the kid was like, "No, I can do it." And Rick's like, no, nah, you can't. And then the kid was like insisting that he could do it. And then the kid proceeds to break his fucking face. On fractured his hip. He fractured his hip. Because yep. it, it's, it's like, it, like it looked like it was in a gymnasium. Yeah. So it was like a basketball court that they were probably wrestling on. But you look at it and you just go, what the fuck were you thinking? The, the, what were you thinking? And this happens a lot in wrestling. Like kids will be like, oh, I can do this. And it's like. Not only are you not athletically gifted enough, are you not strong enough, are you not uh, whatever enough. Yeah. Physics says this will not work, but they think they can pull it off. It's okay if you have limitations. It's fine. That's, that's fine. I live in limitations. <laughs> okay? I live in limitations. And it's, it's a nice place to be. It's yeah. a very nice place to be. But yeah, man. Anyways, that's my, you know, there. so there are like people that, have delusional thoughts about what they can do in, in, in the wrestling ring. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to put me in a hardcore match, you better put me against somebody that understands limitations. I'm down. Hey man, you want to hit me with a chair? Cool. Just make do it safely. You, you want to put me through a table? Cool. Let's just do it, do it safely. Uh, I don't know. What else can you do in a hardcore match? You know, you want to fall on top of a ladder? Cool. I just want to choke some someone through the ring. I just want to make sure so it's done safely. And if if I see somebody that's not safe, I don't want to work with them. Even just in a regular match, right? Even just like a normal singles, one pinfall, you know, time limit of twenty minutes match. Yeah. That's that. But let's get back to Adam. Adam, uh, answer your question. Mixed mutt. This is I don't know if I said that by the way. He said also question for Adam. Do you ever want to make a ring return? If so, what gimmick would you want to do? Well, 
So I did recently start doing some stuff up at the West Coast Wrestling Company with Rick Ellis Hell and yeah. other people. Uh, that could eventually lead to an in-ring return, or not even an in-ring return. So I never wrestled a match. I trained from 2007 to 2014. I never had a match for whatever different reasons. It was one one point there was a promotional war where we had to choose sides, and that was a whole drama thing. And then just shit just kept happening every time I was supposed to wrestle a match. So I never actually wrestled a match, but I would train like five days a week. Like we'd go to New Wave training two days a week and then the other three days ellis and i and another friend bought a ring off high spots and put it in his backyard mm-hmm. an actual ring so we would go to that ring and we would train on the days we weren't going to new wave so i was training five days a week in the ring so i you know i was i i wasn't great but i was okay um what i i just i'm 35 years old i don't know if me taking my first bump after seven years is going to feel all that great and i don't know if i'd like what what would I be coming back to do? Like I'm not getting anywhere. I'm not gonna be getting like to go into any big promotions. I don't even know if I could get booked out here if I wrestled again. Like that I just, I just don't know. So it's not something that I've ever really thought about. If it happens, it happens and it is. What gimmick would I want? Again, I don't fuck I'm like Mike, I don't fucking care about gimmicks. Like Mormon gimmick. I had a I had a Mormon gimmick at one point. Uh at one point Trevor and Andy wanted me and my now roommate too wanted us to do a uh, kind of mean street posse gimmick, but we <laughs> nice. would like and we'd like because we wear the shirts around our waist and but we'd talk like really snobbish like I forget it now but they really pushed this really hard and we almost and I, we almost fucking did it, um, but otherwise no there was never like I don't really care about gimmicks like because like I just I don't I can't think of a good gimmick what a good gimmick for me would be. So I'm just like, I like to cut promos. That's what I like to do. That's what I'm going to be doing, what, what I'm doing now, cutting a lot of promos and stuff like that. That's the part of stuff I enjoy. I enjoy the character managing part, but gimmicks, I can't think of any. My gimmick now is that I'm a fucking agent, like a sports agent. That's kind of what my gimmick is now. That's fine. It, it is what it is. Like, And it, it'll, it'll allow me to have more people with me at this place. But would I ever want to make an in-ring return? I, I assume it's... I do at one point in my life want to have at least one match, but I want to be comfortable that I wouldn't look like complete dog shit in that match. But anyway, yeah, I, I get that. Guess that's my answer. I don't know if that's an, the answer you wanted, but I'll, 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 I'll get a match out of you. I'll, I'll I'd love it. Match. We can have a match. <laughs> we just turn this podcast into a match. I'll get you. I'll get you. I can get you in the ring. I can get you in the ring. Um, yeah, man. I don't know. I, th- I think you could. You're 35. I think you could have at least one match. I, yeah, that's what I kind of want to do. You know, I was never. And the good thing about me is my style was never. I never went. Out, I never really left my feet. <laughs> I wasn't doing moonsault like everybody I was training with, like Ellis, and they have a totally different style than what I have. Like Ellis is doing fucking flying out of the ring and all sort of shit. I never wanted to do any of that shit. Uh, Ellis was a ama- man. I, I've watched old footage of Ellis in the ring. And man, he was amazing. No joke. Like, yeah, fucking amazing. And he's he's gonna be wrestling again very soon. He's the most determined I've seen him in a long time. That's good. to have a match get done. I think at some point he's gonna get in a ring and train sometime soon. That's only been the only issue with the COVID restrictions and whatnot. It's been hard to get in the ring and train because yeah. you know that kind of stuff. But hopefully it's gonna happen soon. And you know he's gonna get in the ring with Brandon Gatson. It's gonna be fun. 
Brandon Gaston is obviously I've I've put him over all the time on this podcast. He's one of the best. And uh, man, yeah, I'll tell you the footage I've seen of Rick when he was younger. Man, what a, what an awesome wrestler! The intensity. Think of like it's very Benoitish. Yeah, his style is very much like Chris Benoit in ring. Yeah. In ring, and uh, I'm a you know that old footage of him, I was a fan. Man, I was yeah. like, God damn, like he was on point. But that hardcore style, or not the hardcore style, but that intense intense style that Rick wrestles yeah obviously i think it caught up to him a little bit like you know i think he's had like some knee problems well, and stuff he, like that he had a knee injury right before he wrestled davy richards and like he didn't realize it until months later but he actually dislocated his kneecap jesus he thought he just kind of messed up his knee but no it caused like really serious damage to his knee that like lingered and then he he made a couple he's made a couple of comebacks over the last couple of years but again yeah. covid got in the way of it yeah, like yeah, a couple yeah. of matches in zealot um but yeah, there's so so many bad so much bad luck over the last couple of years. Like, shit, he got to go to Japan, yeah. you know, for a while with Devin, and that was probably one of the best experiences of his life. So, I'm hoping he can get back and you know make something of it because, like you said, he was awesome and he was at a point 10, 12 years ago where he was on the cusp of like being like one of the next big guys in SoCal. Uh-huh. You know, guy and guys that are like in AEW now that he wrestled like Brian Cage and. Davey Richards, who's just came back to wrestling now, and just all these different guys that he's been in the ring with and been around. Gatson, been in mm-hmm. the ring. Devin, you know. We'll see what happens. Yeah, Gatson just kind of made a return to in ring. Yeah. And he's right back at it, man. Yeah, he was great. His match he had the show was out a couple weeks ago. It was awesome. Um, the uh, Gatson is one, he's one of the most amazing wrestlers. Like, he, he took a couple, I think maybe like a year or two off lately. Yeah. And then, you know, I saw him start posting that he was getting bookings and posting match footage. The guy, he's one of the smoothest guys I've ever seen in the ring. It's nuts. And, like, the creativity that comes out of his, like, brain or yeah. his mind or whatever is insane. Uh, and we're not talking, like, very complicated stuff. We're talking very, like, very simple. Yeah. But very flashy. I mean, the guy can do flash. Yeah, like, like you know, he's a gymna- he's a gymnastics guy. Uh, he he has the ability to do a lot of flippy stuff. But the great thing about Gatson is he doesn't always use it. Yeah, he sometimes he'll just use like a, 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 a you know more finesse. Yeah, I guess you could say than like oh I gotta I gotta get this flip in here. I gotta get this flip in here. He's like no, you know I, I feel like he has a very his style is more finesse. It all comes very naturally to him. Yeah, exactly. Like you can see him kind of talk about the match beforehand, and then you see it, and you're like, "Man, he they talked about all that, yep. and in like two minutes, like he came up with all that in like such a short amount of time." Where sometimes you'll see guys talk for like thirty minutes about something simple. Yep. Yep. But, yeah. Some people just naturally have the gift. He's the man, dude. He's the man. I, I would love to get back in the ring with Gaston. That's one guy I would I would love to to wrestle again. He said. Name the time and the place. That is name the time and place. So. Well, Brandon, I can I can name the time and place. Can't guarantee there'll be a ring there. Can't guarantee there'll be a payout. <laughs> but anyway, you know, I'm sure maybe one day I'll get uh, booked to go, get booked to get against him again. Because it'd be nice, man. Like like I said, when I when I first wrestled him, I was still very green, still very green. Yeah. So now, I mean, that was probably four, four or five years ago that I wrestled him. So it'd be cool to like see like okay 
how is you know how much better can I make this yeah. match now because back in the day it was all him you know his 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 knees his lower back and his shoulders must have been like tired after the match from carrying me where now I think I'd be able to you know do my own thing yeah hold my own against him so yeah man that'd be a lot of fun a lot of fun to do it's crazy when you think back to when people when older people are telling you oh you're gonna learn and you're just like no I'm not and then as you get older you're like oh I would definitely do a lot of things differently oh, yeah. than what I did back then. Big time, dude. Big time. Um, not much else really going on like that I've seen. Like right, no, no new uh, controversies really. Uh, there was the uh, quarterly uh, argument about is Kenny Omega the best wrestler in the world that I saw, where everyone starts to argue between Kenny Omega and a litany of other wrestlers, which happens every couple of months, but. Uh yeah, I don't feel like discussing. No, that. it's fine. The best wrestler in the world is so subjective. It could be different for Mike. It could be different for me. Yeah, it could be different for anyone listening. You might have a different well, answer. One thing I'll say about Kenny Omega, I think he's very versatile. He's very versatile. You want a comedy match? He'll give you a comedy match. You want a hardcore match? He'll give you a car- hardcore match. You know, you want to. He's very versatile. And he's also a very nice guy. Like uh, I forgot. I think it was Ellis. He sent him a match of his like in an email because he got this email and he asked if he could take a look at it and send him back to him. He literally went almost move for move, giving him advice on that, how to get to Japan, all this kinds of other stuff. So like people like that, man, like I don't care what the internet thinks about them. I don't get like those. Are, they're good people to me. Yeah. I feel the same way about the bucks. The bucks have always been cool. TJ. I know people have their problem with TJ Perkins, but he's always been cool to me. Yeah. So even to this day, cool, man. Cool. Well, uh, I'm back in the ring this Sunday uh, against uh, Judiz. Judiz is making his return. Are we going to get him on the pod? I I hope so. I'll talk to him this week. Hopefully, we can get him on there. And uh, maybe maybe after the show, we can chat for a little while. Let's go over the card, though, for this show. It's going to be for Level Up Pro Wrestling. This is Ready or Not. It's going to be at the. uh, It's going to be behind the school in La Mesa. So uh, head over to uh, Facebook and just type in Level Up Showcase and uh, it's the uh, Ready or Not Show. So let's see. It's going to be first match, Reptilio versus Remy Morgan. Second match is going to be the the very secretive Shinobi. (laughs) Very secretive. Against Jackson Calhoun. And then uh, you're going to have the Darren Troy Fable. That's DTF. Open challenge. See how that goes. And then you got a big man match here. You got Sweet Robin Shaw versus Jesse James. Two big guys going at it. And then you're going to have Battle of the uh, Pro Wrestling Schools. You're going to have MPW versus Level Up. So uh, representing MPW is going to be Brandon and uh, Danny Devine along with Diego Valens versus uh, the level up team of Leo Canetto, Sexy Fab, and Jordan Cruz. Then you're going to have a singles match. This is going to be the battle of the uh, older men. It's going to be myself versus Judiz. Yeah, just the old vets. The vet battle. The old vets on the the card. And then uh, you're going to have an intergender tag team match. You're going to have Savannah Stone's Savannah Stone and James Brady versus Hunter Freeman and Ruby Rays. I guarantee that's going to be a slobber knocker. I know uh, Savannah 
is uh, just as intense as Ruby in the ring. So that's going to be very interesting to watch. Have Hunter and Ray's come up with a tag team name for themselves yet? No. Why? Do you have a suggestion? I do not. I was just wondering if they did because they seem to be tagging a lot. And they seem to be a good fit as a team. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll see what happens. And then you're going to have a uh, main event triple threat. Everybody loves triple threat, especially the boys in the back. Uh, Casey Douglas versus Juan Matatoli and uh, Michael Hopkins. That's going to be the main event. So show is going to start at 5 o'clock. And it looks like it's going to cost you about 10 bucks. 10 bucks to go check out that show. And that's going to be, you said, at the school or someplace else? Yes. So it's going to be at the school, but it's going to be in the parking lot behind the okay. school. Yes. So where the last couple of shows have been, if people have been to those shows. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And then, uh, yeah, man, that's that's all I got for this weekend. And then I think uh, in June we got that 619 show. And then I was talking to Wes Logan out in Vegas. He was he was uh, working out there with us. So uh, shout out to Versus uh, Pro Wrestling out in Vegas, helping out um, with the show this past weekend. They like supplied the ring. Oh, that's cool. And they had you know we had a few of the Vegas guys on there wrestling and all that kind of stuff. So talk to Wes and uh, maybe I'll be heading back out to Vegas to go uh, wrestle for him and you know see what happens. You know I don't want to be driving back and forth between Vegas and San Diego very much. But, hey, you know, every once in a while it'd be kind of fun to do. You know, go have a good match and uh, see what happens. See what happens. Maybe one day they'll help, they'll come up with actual teleportation and you could just get to the shows that way. Star Trek style. Star Trek style. Yep, I'm hoping. Crossing my fingers. You could wrestle anywhere on could. any day. You could go right now. That you could. That you could. I think that's about it, though, man. Do we uh, really have anything else to talk about? No, I think that's it. We, I mean, we talked about a good amount of stuff. Yeah, I figured so. you'd have a lot of good stories from the Vegas thing, and we talked for about thirty minutes about it. Well, so you see, I don't, good. I don't want to, I don't want to stooge anybody out. So that's why you say, "Hey, man, we had a good time." You know, you don't want to spill the beans. No, you don't. I mean, yeah, if you're gonna, you don't want to get anybody in trouble. No, I tell you the truth, it was pretty. Uh, there, I mean, there was nothing crazy. At least what I saw. You know, like yeah. like I said, man, I'm you know, I'm not playing no reindeer games. I've said that before. So I go, I hang out for a little bit, say hi to everybody. Oh, then, yes, yes, uh, you mentioned this earlier. So Dom and, and Ray showed up to the convention on Sunday, and they were just hanging out watching the show, and then uh, then bailed out. There was a picture I saw with them and Bestia and all them together. Yeah. So Yeah, they uh, they were just hanging out, just watching. The, they, they showed up. Of course, they showed up after my match. So once again, I can't get in, I can't wrestle in front of Ray, Ray Mysterio to, to get some eyes on me. You can me. work. He, you took that moonsault. I took him with, you did the moonsault spot with him or whatever oh, we yeah, talked about no. last week. He's like, that's my candidate. I know him. No, I know. Yeah, I don't know about that. That is El Numero Uno. El Numero Uno. You know, the middle number in 619, Uno. Uno. There you go. Boom. The fucking promo guy right here. Yep. Promo guy. <laughs> All right, but get, uh, come check us out uh, on Sunday at the Level Up Pro Wrestling Show. Ready or not, come check it out. And that's about it, right, Adam? I think that's about it. Yeah, I can't think of much else, you know. Padres are kicking ass. Padres are best kicking team ass. In, one of the best teams in baseball right now. Are they are they still tied uh, for the division? They were in sole possession unless things, something changed it because they won yesterday. Or did, they, did they play yesterday? No, they lost yesterday, right? So I don't know for yes, sure. Yes, they lost it. The their streak got broken. Yeah. So I don't know, but, you know, they have the face of baseball right now. Tatis is the face of baseball. Yeah, and they have an incredible team. This is like I was talking to somebody like, I grew up playing baseball. I love baseball. It's a great yeah. sport. 
but it's very slow. It's very boring. But this team is exciting. Yeah, there's an exciting team, man. So in the, you know, they're they're putting up runs. They're hitting they're hitting dingers, hitting grand slams. They're having fun. They're having fun. They man. put that chain necklace on Tatis on Sunday after he hit the home run. The gold like flavor flave like oh yeah Padre clock thing they put around his neck after he hit the home run. That was kind of cool. That's the stuff about baseball. I think they need more of because that's why baseball is so boring. It's very you hit the home run, you round the base, yay. But if you're excited about it, yeah, like the pitcher on the Dodgers said a couple weeks ago, these guys should be excited if they hit that small of a ball 400 feet. Hell That's yeah. a fucking accomplishment. It's the hardest thing to do. And none of it. Like, there are so many people who can't do that. No. You could step into a batting cage right now and someone will throw 100 and you'd be like, I didn't even see the ball coming. It's basically the hardest thing to do. Yeah. In, in, in sports. Yeah. All right. Let's say Tom Brady fires a football at you. You got a pretty good chance of catching it, yeah. right? Uh, it might hurt. But. You, you step up to the tee box, and uh, there's a ball in front of you. You got a pretty good chance of hitting that ball. You're hitting, uh, you know, shooting shooting hoops, right? Yeah. Shooting hoops. You got a pretty good chance of making it, right? Somebody firing a hundred mile an hour fastball at you, you ain't hitting that motherfucker. If you give me twenty shots at hitting a hundred mile an hour power fastball or taking a three point, an actual NBA three pointer, I'm most likely gonna hit the NBA three pointer yeah. before I hit the fastball. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, oh, you want you want the pitch a little bit slower? Okay, well, here's an 85 mile an hour fucking changeup. Like, still, you ain't hitting that. Guys are throwing 69 miles per hour, and it throws them off because they're used to 100, so yeah. they don't even know they can't time it. They're like, oh fuck. Yep. So yeah, but you know, luckily June 15th the stadiums are gonna be open full again. Everyone can go. Looking forward to so it. So that'll be cool. Getting a full crowd of Petco. Like I'm sure. I'm sure the crowds have been loud already. Looking forward but to it. It'll be very loud. Looking forward to it, man. Because this is that team. This it, is the team. It should be. And they might. They might still have some moves left in them too to make. So I hope so. All right, man. Let's wrap this up. Everybody, if you want the tip, you gotta take the whole hog. Adios. Rando! Rando!